Gearcast Podcast Emporium. Horses are definitely demons. Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we talk about the characters we all know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and joining me again for this special week is Hub from Titan Up the Defense, formerly known as Team Titans Wasteland. Hey Jesse, how's it going? Uh, it's going fine. Um, I have a I have an announcement to make to you and the rest of the world. Come on, come on. You can meow. I have a cat now. You can meow. Come on, you're so chatty before. Okay, whatever. I was trying to try to get him to meow. But his name is Dexstar. He's a little tabby. He has socks and mittens. And he, he I am in love with him more than anything else in my life right now. Uh, I don't know if he loves me as much as I love him, but he will. Be- mostly because I feed him. Yeah, I was going to try to convince the listeners that there was no cat, that you were just delusional about that. But uh, he's a very cute cat. I-, I-, I just saw a picture of him on my computer. Nice looking little little cat there. Yeah, and, uh, like, he was absolutely chatty before, and I was trying to get him to meow on the thing, but, you know, it's whatever. Well, but, now um, you don't need to pay him. Yeah, I don't have to. Well, that's, that's a great thing. They, that's now how it works, he, right? Yeah, yeah, now, if he has no lines, he's not a featured uh, extra, he's just an extra, so I, I think I only have to pay him a day rate instead of a speaking day rate. Exactly. Uh, by the way, I'm getting paid for this, right? Oh, of course. Okay, excellent, excellent. Yeah. Whenever, uh, you know, whenever that, um, Casper money comes in. Yeah. Unfortunately, as you know, Casper only pays in mattresses, so I'm going to have to send you a mattress. (laughs) Works for me. I thought you meant the, uh, the friendly goat. Um. (laughs) Well, I mean, he also pays, but in, like, kind of scary helpfulness. So, like, he'll pick up after you, but, like, you'll be a little spooked. Right, and uh, is there, like, ectoplasm involved? They never really get into that. Like, is there any kind of a residue left behind when Casper helps out? Because that maybe makes it seem like he's a little too friendly. Well, I feel like that's more of his uh, his brothers. Uh, what is it? It's Fatso, Stretcho, and I'm a funny dude that yeah, I don't know. makes weird faces. All I remember is it's Spooky the Tough Little Ghost, right? That's, uh... Casper, but with, like, of the bowler hat, like Jerry wore when he was pretending to be his tough cousin in Tom and Jerry. Did, did you ever, uh, watch the 90s, um, Casper movie? Uh, I don't think I actually have. The one with Christina Ricci? Yes, and there's also one later with, uh, Hilary Duff. I have not seen those, no. Well, um, they're his brothers, his three brothers, who are kind of Three Stooges analogs, but also at the same time not. There's a skinny one, a fat one, and a one that makes a lot of faces and talks like a New Yorker. Oh, gotcha. Now, they make echo- echnoplasm, 
Okay, but Casper doesn't. No, because he's friendly, and he doesn't like making a mess. Is it because he's friendly, or is it because he's younger than they are, and maybe it's a puberty thing? Well, he did die before he hit puberty. Okay. Well, well, maybe. Well, uh, speaking of people who never hit puberty, (laughs) Nick Fury. Wait a minute, Nick Fury definitely (laughs) hit puberty. I don't think they gave him the, what is it, the infinity formula before he was, uh... Well, okay, so, so, you know how, like, the time cube and stuff happens? Not the time cube, uh, the cosmic cube happens? Sure. All the time. Well, yeah, it does happen. It happens a lot. Like, it happens every time they need a hacky way to get out of a situation. Right. Um, well... That happened? Okay. I mean, sure, he was at least 20 when he started killing Nazis in World right. War II. But he's a really late bloomer. And sure, he's in his 90s now. But one day he will hit it. He's just the watcher on the moon. One of these days he's gonna, you know, he's gonna start feeling weird things about girls. Wait, 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 wait. Nick Fury is Uatu, you're saying now? I haven't been keeping up with Marvel continuity lately, but I didn't realize they'd retconned that. Just a giant baby head with one eye? No, no, I, okay, so let me, let me do this. <laughs> let me, let me go through this straight line, uh, hopefully straight line thing. Okay, so. Okay. The Watcher, Uatu, was killed. What? And then his eyes was taken. Okay. By the orb. And the exterminatrix? I want to say I'm missing a line somewhere, but that's basically what it picks up. And um, they use the eye to reveal the deepest, darkest secrets of everyone who was trying to fight them. Okay. And then stuff happened. And Nick Fury said something to Thor that made him uh, the olden son, Odin son, and made it to where Jane Foster could pick up the hammer. Okay. Where we have the current Thor. And he got chained to the blue side of the moon, and he has one of the Watcher's eyes, and he's watching right now. I wasn't paying attention to that event that much. It was a mini event in, I think, 2014 called Original Wait, Sin. Wait, so does Nick Fury now have two eyes, and one of them is the Watcher's eye, or does he just have one eye, and that eye is the Watcher's eye? He has one eye, and that's the Watcher's eye, I want to say. And he's chained to the moon. I would think if your entire role in life is to watch things, depth perception would be a little bit important. Uh, Only if you need to see things at the right distance. I would think that if you are specifically your entire role in life is to watch things that going into it with one eye would be a significant handicap. I think you are being um what's the word wait, what's the word? Uh prejudice against people with disabilities. Just because just because he has one eye doesn't mean he can't watch things. It doesn't help. 
Well, I mean, he works with it. I mean, he had one eye for a long time, and he's done so much crazy stuff. So he's like the Jim Abbott of watching things. Like, he's he's really good at watching things. And he's barely shown up in anything, and he's not really being used at all. Alright. Because there could be an interesting thing. Because, because if you think about it... Okay, I'm about to blow your mind here, Hub. He was kind of the uh, watcher of the Earth. If you think about it, before. Before he was the watcher of everything. But he was like, he knew everything. He saw everything. Uh-huh. He had life model okay. decoys everywhere. You know, he knew a lot of huh. stuff. You know? But now he watches for the cosmos or the watchers. I'm not sure. He's still largely Earth centric. Yeah, but, but, yeah. But Owatu also seemed very largely Earth centric if you think about it. Yeah. How does Uatu's eyeball fit in Nick Fury's head? Uatu is really large. Okay, okay, I'm good, I'm good. Okay, I'm gonna be completely honest here, okay? Um, I did read Original Sin, the entire thing, but I found it very boring, and most of the art was kind of meh, so I didn't pay that much attention. Was there a scene where they jammed a giant baby eyeball in a grown man's head? No, but there was a scene where the orb held up the watcher's eye, which was about as big of his as big as his eye helm thing. And then it blasted out truth rays or something. I'm not sure. It was like blue. And everyone oh, well, if saw blue, stuff. It sounds like truth ray. Yeah, well, everyone saw a, a, a secret that was kept by one of their closest friends. Okay. The one that I liked a lot was the Gardens of the Galaxy one, where you got to see um, Star-Lord, uh, not Star, yeah, Star-Lord and uh, Richard, the, the original Nova, Richard something. What's his name? Oh, uh... His son is the other Reed, one. Uh, not Reed. Uh, Richard... Richard something. His son right now is the Nova also, with both oh, okay. Black Helmet. Good for him. Um, and they're working together. But, uh, they were both in the Cancerverse. Do, do you do you know about that? The what? The Cancerverse. It was out of the, uh, Thanos Imperative and well, War of the Kings and Realm of the Kings. No, like the astrology one or like the disease one? The, uh, both? Okay, it's weird. Okay, <laughs> it's Cosmic Marvel. Um, we, have we, we started this episode yet? <laughs> we have. Um, we're just talking about, uh, we started talking about Nick Fury, but then I started getting into Cosmic Marvel, because technically he is Cosmic Marvel. Okay. Now. But, okay, so Cancerverse is a, is, is a universe, okay? That was ripped open whenever uh, Black Bolt used a Terrigen bomb to stop the war between the Shi'ar, Kree, and Inhumans. Okay. And it ripped a hole into another version, another universe where life won. So there's no death anymore. There's no death. Okay. But that what that means is nothing dies, which means there's no renewal. So everything kind of just like festers and grows. 
with this, which is why it's called the Cancerverse. And that's where the first Nova, quote unquote, died. But there was no death there. Yes, but he quote unquote. That, that's died literally the only the... fact I know about this universe is that yes, there's no okay. death there, and you just said a dude died there. No, no, so no, I said quote unquote died. They thought he died. They didn't know what it was until they went into it in Realm of Kings. Okay. And Adam Magus, which is the evil version of Adam Warlock that got trapped in there, rules. Okay. Area, but Thanos was shoved in there. So oh. was Star Lord. I bet he hates it there. Yeah, no, he hates it. And but the best part of the original sin is there's a whole issue of just Thanos, Star Lord, and Nova trying to kill each other over and over again, but they can't, so they keep on coming back to life. Oh. And it just and they have to work together to get out of it. Oh, so it's like a buddy cop movie with those three. Or like a road trip. It's like a road trip story if you see Thanos and Star-Lord and stuff being ripped in half and someone using a, a depowered cosmic cube to, like, atomize someone, but then come back together and... Well, I don't know about you, but that's pretty much most of the road trips I've been on. Oh, okay. Well, okay, so getting back to Nick Fury. <laughs> He's a big... Well, uh, the... Okay, so, um... Record scratch. You probably wonder how he got there. Honestly, it's not that much more of a leap than it is from him being the tough, hard-bitten Sergeant Fury from his Howlin' Commandos to being in charge of an international spy agency. Well, um, he is... He's a big spy man. He does lots of things. Um, he almost... He gets killed a lot, but it's actually LMDs. And he, uh, and, uh, he has little hideaways. He also made the secret of Avengers at one point involving, uh, Dr. Druid's son. I think it's, I think it was David Druid. I want to say it's that, but that might just be alliteration I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, and like Stonewall, basically the sons, uh, uh, the sons and daughters of a bunch of like D-list villains and heroes that no one g uh, gave a crap about, um, for years. I kind of read that. I kind of liked that story. That had yeah, I liked it too. I liked yeah. it too. He also had uh, Ares's son, yeah, uh, Phobos. Phobos, right? Phobos, yeah. Who was the who was the god of fear? But was also kind and, of a whiny little kid. Yeah, I really liked. I really liked uh, how Ares was just a really like legitimately loved his son and was kind of just pissed off that Nick Fury took his son. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It was. He's a good son. I mean, he was a good father. I like, you know, it's whatever. Sure, he like. I don't think he was a good father. <laughs> okay, he wasn't a good father, but he has good father tendencies. At least he cares about his son. What do, is there anything you want to talk about Nick Fury in particular? Um, honestly, most of the Nick Fury stuff that I've read, I love the Steranko stuff. I mean, it sucks that it turns out Steranko is a douche lord. Um. Yeah, but, same uh, with uh, Nick Spencer, if we're talking about a current day person. Yeah, but like, I loved Jim Steranko's artwork on the old Nick Fury series. It's some of my favorite art in comics ever. It was only like a 16 issue run, but. And I loved some of the stuff that came up with the like life model decoys and his brother Scorpio, and the life model decoy of his evil brother Scorpio that mixed it up with the Defenders in some weird ass David Kraft written issues. Um. 
That's my favorite Nick Fury stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's a lot of cool stuff involving him, but, like, he's just so tied to everything. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard to talk about everything. It really does weird me out, though, that, like, he's... Like, he, he seems like his personality from Sergeant Fury's and his Howling Commandos is the personality least suited to run an international espionage agent. First well, of all, turned... his rank was sergeant. That's not particularly high-ranking, and his whole thing was that he was tough and no-nonsense and didn't use any guile or subterfuge. Like, how does that guy get to be the best spy in the world? Well, he is, and he always will be. Like, I like, I mean, they don't, they don't really explain it in the comics, he just is. Like, it's just like, hey, how did you get a, uh, time, uh, a time, time platform, that's what it's called, time platform. It's like, hey, how do you have a time platform in one of your hideouts in the Savage Land? I just have it. Wait, Dr. Like, Doom don't... does or Nick Fury does? Nick Fury has one. Oh. Which is talking about Bendis, like we do in a negative light all the time. Uh, uh, the um, Age of Ultron comic, where Wolverine goes back in time to kill Hank Pym before he creates Ultron, but then it creates another bad future, where future... Well, a, okay, where a future version of Wolverine has to kill... Of the Wolverine that killed Hank Pym before. This is a whole, like, old lady who swallowed a fly situation. Yes, They're just going to keep sending more people back in time to kill more people that got sent back yeah. in time. So, yeah, just just know that it's not great, and for some reason I read it three times because I wanted it to be good. This It's, it's, it's not great. <sighs> okay. Well, um, Nick Fury... He's fine. I think Nick Fury Jr. is running around right now, which is his illegitimate son that happens to look a lot like if Samuel Jackson was really young. Oh. He's a mixed person who's also blind and has one eye. Does he do, like, does he have, like, junior spy adventures like James Bond Jr. did? No, no, this is a full-grown man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But he's he's good, too. He's called Nick Fury Jr. Yeah, I have no interest. I, I want him to have a uh, rocket-powered sneaker. And, uh, do you uh, want it to be like a James Bond Jr. type situation? I exactly want a James Bond Jr. situation. That is exactly what I want. Only, I want it to be uh, like a young tween kid, but that's doing the Sergeant Fury and his Howlin' Commandos type shit. Well, wait, wait. Will he have a million LMDs running around? So when someone kills him... They're just like, ha, psych. And he he will also have a teenage sidekick named Dum Dum Duggan, who uh, will still have a giant handlebar mustache, even though he is a young teen. Oh, speaking of Dum Dum Duggan, he has nothing but LMDs nowadays. What about Gabe Jones? Is he still LM? Is he all LMDs too, or? Uh, I think the main people that they kept from the Howling Commandos is just Dum Dum Duggan. Really? There's a couple other people, but, like, they're not real big. That's too bad. Eh, it's just whatever. Uh, they did do a re- a reboot of the Howling Commandos. Well, a re-naming? Not naming. What's the time? Well, they take the name, and then they apply it to a different team. But- Oh, uh, the that's reason called why bullshit. I 
no, no, no. I'm going to tell you why it's not, because this actually deserves it. Are they werewolves? So, Dum Dum Dugan, as an LMD, was leading a team of the Legion of Monsters. No. Oh, okay. Including, including Hit Monkey, Man Thing, um, a couple of zombie, Teen Abomination, which is a new character created for that. Um, okay. but like, it was actually good and fun. Okay. And they were all dressed up in shield uniforms, and Hit Monkey was a Hit Monkey. Did you ever read any of the old Godzilla comics where it was Dum Dum Dugan uh, trying to chase down Godzilla? You know what? You know what was my favorite character for a little bit before I realized he enslaved Inuits. Uh, it was a character from that one, uh, from that uh comic, called Doctor Demonicus. Called His Duke? whole deal was oh, Doctor Demonicus. Do- yeah. yeah, his which I'm gonna just go over his origin story because I feel like it's the funniest one. Um, he realized that hey, all these people are getting powers from being exposed to chemicals. I'm a chemical engineer. I'm going to induce a, a chemical explosion, even though my boss told me not to. And when it happened, he just got skin cancer. Oh, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. And then and then he uh. But then he made, like, a mutagen ray thing. But also, apparently in the Marvel comics, at least at least through the... At least what I believe through the books, is that they said that um, Godzilla was a dinosaur. He's not. He's a mutated iguana. And no. It was real sad. But in the comic book, he did one time get shrunken down to slightly larger than human size. And he wore a trench coat and a fedora. To hide from people in New York City, and it's kind of the best thing that ever happened in comic, with the possible exception of the Wizard, who I love. I th- did the Wizard turn into Speed Demon? I don't know, but I do know that his origin story is he got a transfusion of mongoose blood, and that gave him super speed. And also, he wears a yellow costume and is named the Wizard because he runs fast. Yeah, he was. I think he was a Silver Age character. He was a Golden Age character. No character. I have a book called The League of Regrettable Heroes, which I would suggest a hub. Um, it's really good. And it basically just goes through a bunch of uh, heroes and stuff. Heroes, um, that didn't fly that well or were super weird and didn't get a lot of play. Um, the only exception to that, uh, it was Squirrel Girl was in there, but that was before she got a big, like, reboot right. and thing. But, like, but like there's stuff like the eye and fat man whose power is he turns into a UFO. Huh. He's a fat guy who turns into a UFO. Yeah. There's a odd the eye, which is just uh the eye. He, he's just an eye. And stuff. I was just I was, reading. I was it always because partial to the red bee. He was a kid who he didn't have bee powers, he had a bee. <laughs> that was yeah. his friend. It would like be if the falcon had a bee instead of a falcon. Yes. <laughs> well, um, I think we're done. Uh, we did not talk about Nick Fury that much, but all you need to know is that he knows everything, and he's a spy, and he's hard to kill. Also, David Hasselhoff played him in a really bad movie. Yeah, that's true. I I, I'll... I remember seeing pieces of that movie. I remember seeing half of it and not liking it that much. So. Uh, but I'm that that. But I was younger at that point, so maybe maybe yeah, it's better than I thought just it was. Immature. 
weren't that's... ready to appreciate the genius that was the Nick Fury made-for-TV movie. Yeah, I guess we are down to plugs. Oh, okay. Um, I do a podcast called... I forgot what my podcast was called just now. I do a podcast called Tighten Up the Defense, in which we look at Defenders and New Teen Titans comics in alternate week. And it's usually pretty fun, so you should uh, listen to it. I agree with both of those sentiments. It is really fun. And uh, some, and uh, I had at least one of my synopsis rhymes go up there. That's so. true. Uh, this is Jesse. I have a podcast called Turn to Page, which is a choose your own adventure book podcast where I read choose your own adventure book and adventure and drunk. I also have a podcast called Random Sampling, where you can hear me and my lovely podcast cohort, Carrie Nelson, talk about random wikis and stuff. And she's going to be on next week. So listen to that one, too, please. She's going to talk about people like the gardener. You should find out who that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you'd like to support the show, you can rate, review, subscribe on on the places you do that, such as iTunes and your podcatchers. Um, you can also support me by giving me cold hard cash via my Patreon, where I give you things for money if you give me money. It's like basic capitalism, so you should you should do that, please. Or you can buy a book. Sorry, no, this is the wrong podcast. Sorry. Or you can buy a shirt from our Redbubble store, which will be linked in the description, as well as the Facebook page and uh, Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey. Um. Uh, also, uh, thank you for all the listeners from Tighten Up the Defense and stuff, because it's the uh, the podcast has blown up and I've hit. Over 10k downloads and like real quick, like like really quick. That's awesome. Yeah, our yeah. our listeners are the best. Yeah, and uh, I would like to hear more from people, but you know it's whatever. I know I can't I can't control that. I don't exactly reach out to a lot of my the people I listen to except for Hub, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um. Uh, yeah, but, uh, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchie protect you through all of your night travels. Good night! Good night.